This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 55. Verses 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. The last few weeks, we have been learning from Isaiah chapter 55. Last week, in fact, we talked about God's thoughts and ways being higher than our thoughts and our ways. Mainly in three different ways, God's thoughts and ways are different from our thoughts and our ways. So we used a scripture from Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 to support us. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. And the scripture says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. In other words, to give you an expected end. So, Word of God says, His thoughts are higher than our thoughts and His ways are higher than our ways. In what way? His thoughts are thoughts of peace. Thoughts to give us a future. Thoughts to give us a hope. So we talked about it and we learned from the word of God. God always thinks about us and he pre-plans our lives and he leads us accordingly. Now here in the word, in these couple of verses which we read from Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11, word of God says, let's read that again. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goes, from my, goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me wide, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. So let's take some time, and we are going to spend some time today to understand what exactly God is trying to tell us. Now, God is talking about three aspects of God's word in comparison with rain and snow. The origin of it, the accomplishment of it, and the final result of it. If you observe these two verses very closely, you will find out the origin and the accomplishment and the result. Word of God says, rain and snow, they start from heaven. They water the earth and they give yield. And eventually that results in crop or produce. 
So we see the source of it. We see the accomplishment that it makes as it falls on the ground. And also we see the result that produces. The rain and snow, they fall from heaven and they water the earth and eventually they produce crop. They produce yield. They give yield to the farmer. In the same way, the same manner, his word that originates from his mouth that accomplishes God's desire as he pleases and, he, and it achieves the purpose for which it is sent forth. We see the origin of the word of God that origins from the mouth of God and it accomplishes his pleasure or his desire on this earth and eventually it produces or his purpose for which it was sent. I pray to the Lord that God may help us to realize the power of God's word in our lives as we continue today. God's word is the ultimate authority. You know, David says in Psalm 138 verse 2, today I may use many scriptures, probably we'll get them all, all of them on the screen as quick as possible. Psalm 138 verse 2 says, O Lord, you have magnified your word above all your name. Can you ever imagine? You know, all that we know is the name of God is so powerful. You know, in Jesus' name, healings takes place, miracles take place. Name of God is so powerful. Even word of God says in the name of God demons tremble. And here word of God says you have magnified your name above. Sorry your word above your name. So God has given much more importance or priority to his word you know, than his name. Even word of God says the natures they obey God's word. In Psalm 33 verse 9 word of God says for he spoke. And it was done. He commanded and it stood, stood forth or stood fast. The moment God spoke something, that took place. God has ultimate control over the nature by his word. God the Father one day, he looked at the word, Son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit and said, let's make man. Then he breathed into his nostril the breath of life. And what of God says, man became a living being. God the Father, Son Jesus, we call him the Word. The Word who was with God, who was, who is, and who came down in flesh. That refers to Jesus Christ. God the Father looked at the Word, Son Jesus Christ, Son Jesus, and he breathed the breath of life into man and he became a living being in the same way God is making you and me today in his church by the same word the written word of God and by the spirit by the Holy Spirit and you know what in Christ we are becoming like a new creation the same way God created the early man by breathing into his nostrils and with son Jesus, the word, they, he, they made together the man, the living being. And now today, in the church, what God is doing is he is creating us as a new creation by the word of God and with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, preaching the word of God alone will be almost similar to giving a lecture in the lecture hall. You know, if you look at the scriptures, they are just words. They are just written plain words. 
right some of uh, some of us have the scriptures as written and some of us have in the electronic media we have in a different forms the written word of god they are just words but then when we mix it up with the spirit of god that's where there is power that's where we have the power you know because the author of this word is none other than the holy spirit and when we go back to the Holy Spirit and ask Holy Spirit to reveal the hidden treasure in the Word of God, when we allow the Spirit of God to work in our lives through this Word of God, you know, that's where we see the power of God. And the power of God changes lives. When we preach the Word of God with the help of the Holy Spirit, we see lives you know, getting transformed. The transformation taking place in lives. Healing taking place. The preaching, the word of healing will eventually result in healings taking place. You know, that's why it's important that we need to allow the Spirit of God to help us to teach the word of God. It's important to worship the Lord in truth and spirit because then only we will understand what the return word of God is trying to tell to us. Word of God has an ultimate control and authority over the entire nature. Job says in Job 37.6 For he says to the snow, fall on the ground. Likewise to the gentle rain and to the heavy rain of his strength. He looks at the snow and hail and say, just fall on the ground. And they obey. He looks at the heavy rain and the light rain and tell them that you do it. And they will obey. The nature, they obey the word of God. As God speaks, the nature obey. Even the snow and the rain, they are governed by God. You know, at times it's very difficult to understand. You know, at times we get confused thinking about how God God doesn't have any other work. He keeps telling that son, come on, get up in the morning and go and sit down in the evening. You know, is that all God does all about? Sometimes you think about it, but you know, that's how it is. God has an ultimate control. And one day if God says, that's it, and that's it, that's going to be the end of it. And God, God is going to say that when some point of time in the future. Everything, all the things we see in the nature, that you obey God's word. When God said, let there be light. What of God says? There was light. There was light. When God said, lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea, what of God says? The sea divided. You know, sometimes we don't believe it. It's very difficult for us to believe today. How is it possible that sea could divide by itself? When Moses stretched his rod towards over the sea, how is it possible? God asked him to do it. And he obeyed. He did that and that happened. Even in today in our lives. You know, most of the time things won't happen because first of all we doubt. And secondly we don't obey. When we doubt and when we don't obey, probably we can't expect anything out of it. But word of God says when we obey and when we bring put faith in that place and that's where we see the supernatural things happening in our lives. When Jesus rebuked that wind and the sea, there was peace. There was peace. Word has power. When Jesus cried out, Lazarus come forth, there we see the man, the dead man started walking. If Jesus would have kept, you know, stood quiet without saying, without speaking a word, probably Lazarus would never could have come up. 
but Jesus spoke. You know, today God has given his word in your mouth and my mouth to speak. To speak. You know, there are many churches in this world. They just don't speak. They don't do anything there. They just go and then come out. But God has given us ability to speak because we need to speak the word of God. It is so important that we need to speak when we come together. Because the, our word that we speak, it will encourage each other. The word that we speak, it will edify each other. It is important to, to share the word of God. It's not only me, it's all of us have the responsibility of speaking the word of God, sharing the word of God. Realizing this fact, the power in the word of God, on that day the centurion said, Lord, say that word, my servant may be healed. As this, this Lydia was you know, uh, asking us to pray, that God would send his word and heal the sick. That's what the word of God says. That's what exactly the centurion believed. Lord, I'm not worthy that you may walk into my house. But Lord, speak a word that my servant may be healed. You know, that was his faith. On that day it happened so. Peter looked at Jesus and he said, Lord, whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. Here we, word of God says in Isaiah 55 verse 11. Simply this is what I understand by reading these two scriptures. No matter how hard it is, no matter how long it takes, God's word will not return void. It accomplishes God's desire and the purpose for which it was sent. It doesn't matter. Things may tarry. Things may get delayed. But it may be, you know, it's naturally, by natural means, it may be too hard to accomplish. But word of God says it really doesn't matter. God's word will never return void. It will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. Today, I just want to highlight four different reasons. Why do we say that God's word has the ability to accomplish the purpose for which it is sent? The nature or the characteristics of God's word. Number one, God's word is living and powerful. God's word is living and powerful. God's word has the ability to go over the mountains. To go through the rivers and where it is needed even to penetrate and pierce through the obstacles in front of it. God's word has an ability to do so. Word of God says, God's word pierces through the division of soul and spirit. It's, 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 it's tough for me to understand. The division of soul and spirit. That tells me, God, the, the sharpness, the accuracy, and the precision of God's word. The sharpness, accuracy, and the precision of God's word. That even it can penetrate, it can pierce through the division of soul and spirit. Soul and spirit. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, that's where we read this. Let's read that again. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. If you ask a medical doctor, probably he may not accept this. He may not agree, it, agree to it. 
Even heat struggles to separate the bones and the marrow, the joints and the marrow. And how, how he can understand about soul and spirit, he may not have any clue of it. But God's word says, God's word is so powerful that it can penetrate through the soul. Simple way to understand is probably when we are in real need of something from God, God puts that word in our mind and it goes through. The same way we drink a cup of water, it goes through in our being. And as we digest the word of God, that gives us strength. God's word is powerful. If God's word is just an alphabet or it's just a sound waves, it cannot really pierce through the soul and the spirit. But what of God says, God's word is spirit too. Where do we read that? We read that in John chapter 6, verse 63. The words that I speak, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. They are life. If today we try to understand the word of God by natural means, we will not understand it. We find it difficult to understand because Jesus said, my word is a spirit. As I speak that word, it just moves as if spirit moves. Are we able to see the spirits moving? No, not with our natural eyes. We are not able to see. The same way the word of God works in someone's life, we will not be able to see it. Because word of God is spirit and it has life in it. God's word is also powerful as fire. That's what the word of God says. In Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29, God is asking through the prophet Jeremiah, he's asking, is not my word like a fire? Is not my word like a fire? And he also said, is, this, is it not like a hammer that breaks the rocks? Is my word not like a fire? All that today morning we need to understand is God's word is so powerful. God's word also has the ability to create. God wants us to know the creative power of God's word. You know, once we get a grip of it, we can use, the, use God's word to create things in our lives. Not to do some magic, but to do things, you know, as we, as we need, as we live on this earth. God's word produces life, produced life on this earth. Hebrew 11.3 says, By faith, we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Today, a potter takes a, bun, you know, a, 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 some, a lump of clay and he makes a pot or an idol with that clay. So we can understand the pot came from the clay which was there. But now the way God has created, God has three created things which are, we are seeing today. He created those things from those things which are not visible. That means God created something out of nothing. God created something out of nothing. He's powerful. His word is powerful. And how he did that? He created that by his word. The healing scriptures, they have inherent ability to produce healing in our body. 
The same way the scriptures we, that speak about deliverance, they have inherent ability to bring deliverance, produce deliverance in our lives. That's why it is important that we need to speak this word. We need to tell this word. We need to write this word in our doorsteps. We need to write this scripture and hang it everywhere. We don't want to hang pictures of somebody. We want to hang the word of God in our house. Because that word of God speaks to us. That word of God deals with us. When the situation is not good, the word of God will be a comfort to us. It does so many things in our lives. God calls things from nothing. Romans 4.17, word of God says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. God calls things even though they don't exist, he calls things from them. You know, some of the miracles that are taking place today, they take place in such a way that we really wonder because things are just produced from nothing. I'm not talking about there are so many other you know, miracles the world is talking about. Even demons are capable of, equally capable of producing miracles. I'm not talking about those miracles. I'm talking about the miracles that the word of God talks about. And that happens in the, child, in the life of a child of God. Word of God also does something which is amazing. God says, I can see the end of it. Even though I'm in the beginning of it, but I can still see the end of it. In Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10 says, Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. God says, He was in the beginning. God looks at the end of it, and He talks about, He speaks about the end, the things which are yet to happen in our lives. You know, when we, said, when we say that, do we think that God has, even though we have not seen our future, but God has already seen our future? Even we don't have words to express our future, but God has enough words to talk about our future. Do we believe that? And as children of God, we need to believe it. We need to believe it because word of God says, He declares, God declares that He announced it and He makes it available to you and me today. And he says the end from the beginning. He is able to declare the end right from the beginning. From the beginning. All that we can see maybe one kilometer and two kilometer. But God sees much beyond. We, can, we have an idea about how this year is going to go. But even we don't have an idea about how next year is going to be. But God knows until the end of our lives. Do we believe that today? We need to believe it. His word created the heavens. Psalm 36 Sorry, Psalm 33 verse 6 says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God created everything by his word. Psalm 33 9 says, For he spoke, and it was done. There is no question there. God spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Everything happened as God spoke. He is a powerful God. And his word carries the power of God in it. In his command, they were created. In Psalm 148 verse 5 says, Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded and they were created. We are talking about the creative power of God's word. And here in Isaiah he says, My word that goes forth from my mouth, 
It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. We are talking about number one reason why God's word can accomplish such things in our lives because God's word is living and powerful. Number two, God's word will produce results. God's word will produce results. Here in Isaiah 55, as we read, God's word, we see God's word is accomplishing the purpose for which it was sent. God's word is not going to return to God wide without producing anything. Without producing any effect, without producing or with emptiness or with uselessness, God's word is not going to come back to God. God's word is going to accomplish, it's going to produce, it is going to succeed, it is going to make effort and it is going to achieve what God wanted it to achieve. God's word is going to prosper. God's word is going to advance. God's, going to, God's word is going to make things happen in our lives. In Luke chapter 8, we see the parable that Jesus was talking about, the parable of the sower. When the sower started sowing the seed, what of God says, some of the seeds, they fell on the wayside. The seeds which fell on the wayside, they were trampled down and the birds came and they devoured it. They just picked them up. Some of the seeds, they fell on the rock and soon it sprang. It withered away because there was not, not enough moisture. Some of the seeds, they fell among the thorns and the thorns grew and they choked the seeds. And the rest of the seeds, they fell on the good ground. What of God says, they sprang up and they yielded, yielded hundredfold. What of God is equated, compared to the seed? The sower was seeing the, sowing the seed with full expectation that seed will produce the result. The seed is the word of God. When we preach today or when we share the word of God, when we talk to someone and give him a word of God, we give with an assurance that the word of God will produce 100% yield. On the other day, now I was buying grass seeds. Now when I look at the bag, it is returned. Of course, it is weed free. You know, that's what they say. It is weed free. And also it says 99.5% pure seed. And it says, tested for 95% germination. You know, that, that's how they declare. The same way with the word of God. You know, that when I sow the seed, it gives me an assurance that at least 95% of the seed is going to grow. Word of God says, it is given to us with an expectation. With an expectation. When we sow the word of God, it is going to bring it's the result. You know, today we have that assurance. You know, some of the effort that we are taking in the kingdom of God, and it looks like it may be a waste, but we believe it's not a waste because what of God says, whatever we sow, we will reap one day. We will reap one day. Number three, the third reason why God's word is so powerful. God's word can accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. The nature of God's word or the immutability of God's word. The immutability of God's word. Because God's word has no beginning and no end, nobody can change God's word. 
Once it is spoken, no one can change God's word or even nobody can change God's mind. You know, it is human that we are the one who do not keep our words. Most of the time we speak, but then eventually we don't do it. It's a nature of human. It's a human nature, but not God. Not our God, not at all. Numbers 23, verse 19 says, Numbers 23, verse 19, God is not a man. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? You know, our God is not a man to lie. God's word will never change. Once God has given you promise, once God has given you a promise, he will never change that promise. That promise belongs to you and me. And you and I need to claim that promise and tell God, Lord, this is what you have said, O God. And I believe that you are not a man to lie. Or not, you are not a man to change your mind. Do it for me, Lord. Do it for me. And God never regrets for what he said. Once he said, that's it. He will, not, he will never regret. But then, as human... We always put ourselves in that situation that we need to go back and tell sorry for what I said. You know, I couldn't do it. I failed to do it. Probably, you know, um, uh, you know I came late. And I, uh, you know, we, we come out with so many excuses for doing things, but not God. God doesn't regret because once he has spoken, it is spoken. It is returned. You know, many times we think that, you know, we are very clever in achieving great things as we live on this earth. But God looks at us and he says, if I would have changed my mind for a moment, you would have got consumed. You know, the kind of things that we do on this earth, when we live on this earth, you know, at times we walk and we keep doing things, in maybe not in a godly way, but they will continue thinking that everything is okay, everything is going well. But things are going well, because God is not changing his mind. If he would have been a man, probably, you know, he would have just consumed this. But thank God he is not a man. He is God. Thank God he doesn't change his mind. He keeps his promises. He doesn't alter his word once it is spoken. Really thank God for that. Because otherwise I can't be alive today. None of us can be there in the presence of God. Many times we don't seek God. We don't give priority to God's work. But God says... As he says in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 he says. For I am the Lord. I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed. O sons of Jacob. Exactly God is saying the same. I am God. I am the Lord. I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed. Therefore you are not consumed. God's word is immutable. Irrespective of. We being bad. Going away from God is saying excuses for not seeking God's presence. God continues to pour good things in our lives. You know, many times we have a question. I go to church. I seek the Lord. But there is somebody out there. They don't go to church. They don't seek the Lord. But you know, see, look at them. Everything is going well in their lives. Why do you think so? Why that is going on in, well in their lives? Because God is not changing his mind. If he would have changed his mind concerning him, and I would say we are also equally bad. He does in many ways, but we do in some other ways. We Even we go away from God. If God would have changed his mind, then probably we are in trouble too. 
it's good that god is not changing his mind irrespective of we going away from god we not seeking god but god is still blessing us james 117 word of god says james 117 every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above it comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning it's good that god is like that we are able to continue our life on this earth but that doesn't really give us guarantee to do continue to do what we are you know what we keep doing on this earth god is warning us to turn back to him the writer of hebrew says in hebrews 13:8 hebrews 13:8 the well known scripture jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever his word is the same yesterday today and forever his word is immutable what does all these tell today to us it all tell it all tell me today that we need to depend on god we need to depend on god we can go ahead and depend on god because god doesn't change we can rely on him we can put our trust in him we can put our faith in god because he will not change his mind he will still love us he will still bless us finally the eternal nature of god and his word the reason why god is saying that my word will not return to me void because of the eternal nature of god and his word everything we see on this earth word of god says is kept for fire everything we see on this earth is kept for fire you know we need to read the scripture we need to understand because you know sometimes some of us maybe not not none of us who those who are here some people somebody outside we all live a life on this earth thinking that or we assume as if we are going to live on this earth forever no word of god says everything that we see on this earth it's kept for fire second peter chapter 3 verse 10 says in second peter chapter 3 verse 10 but the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up everything both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up everything that we see today is kept for fire you know the uh, i i you know I, i remember some of the uh, advertisements or the commercials of the construction companies the way some of the construction companies and builders they advertise themselves through their commercials i feel like adding the scripture at the end of it right they say that it's all fireproof and it's all strong and it's going to stand forever the way we build our you know we do the construction it's all going to be there forever what about adding second peter 310 to it but the day of the lord will come and as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with the fervent heat both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up you know it is going to be much more severe than the twin tower collapsing as it was melting and falling down it is the day of the lord is much more severe and but the word of god is eternal the word of god is eternal one thing 
The only one thing that is going to stand forever, the word of God says, Bible says it is the word of God. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, Isaiah 48, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. The word of God stands forever. I need the grace of God to understand the scripture. What does exactly it means? The word of God stands forever. Nobody can do anything to the word of God. On the other day, someone was asking me during the Bible study, will there be Old Testament and New Testament in heaven? You know, that was the question. Will there be Old Testament and the New Testament in the heaven? I do not know. But one thing I know, the word is there. The Lamb of God is there. Now probably you are going to hear the word of God in the eternity. I don't know whether the angels are going to recite the word of God. Somehow we are going to hear the word of God even in heaven. Looks like the word of God is already in heaven. That's what the scripture says in Psalm 119 verse 89. Psalm 119 89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your word is settled in in heaven the scriptures God spoke the word that God spoke they are already settled in heaven so word of God is going to remain forever nothing can destroy the word of God first Peter 125 says first Peter 125 but the word of the Lord endures forever word of the Lord endures forever Matthew 24 35 says Matthew 24 35 heaven and earth will pass away but my words will by no means pass away heaven and earth will go away but my words will stand forever you know many came in the past in the history challenging that I will wipe away Bible or the word of God completely from the face of the earth before I die Many came in the history and they all died. But the word of God is still alive. The word of God is still alive. If not in the, hand, if not in the, in the book, it is still there in, the, in, the, in our hearts. Nobody can take it out of us. Word of God is still alive. God's word not only stays in eternally, it also gives us eternal life. It also gives us eternal life. John chapter 6. A couple of scriptures from there. John chapter 6, 66 to 68. Word of God says many people followed Lord Jesus Christ on that day. And as people perceived Jesus' teachings were very difficult for them to follow. And the followers of Jesus Christ, many of them who started with the Lord Jesus Christ, they slowly left him. They said, oh, it's very hard teaching. How can we do this? How is it possible? You know, today we see that even that in our lives. Sometimes you know, we start to follow Lord Jesus Christ with all great enthusiasm. And you know, slowly that will fade away. Oh, thinking that oh, that that's maybe tough. That may be difficult. You know, it's in our nature too. People, those who are following Lord Jesus Christ, they were doing the same thing. They were going away. One day Jesus turned back and looked at the disciples. And Jesus asked, the disciples, the twelve, do you also want to go away? If you want, you can go ahead. You can just go away. I came for a purpose and I will fulfill it. Jesus looked at the disciples and said, But then Simon Peter, he jumps out of them. And he said, Lord, 
to whom shall we go why because you have the words of eternal life the words that god spoke they only not only they reminds in the eternity but they have an ability even to give you and me eternal life you know that's the reason we spend so much of time reading and studying and meditating the word of god word of god is so precious we cannot take the word of god out of our lives away from us when john writes in first in john chapter 1 verse 1 john 1 1 he says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god the word refers to christ jesus and the word was with god from eternity to eternity from everlasting to everlasting word of god the fourth reason why god's word is so powerful is because of the eternal nature of the word of god one day when you and i stand before the throne of god or before the judgment throne word of god says in john 5:26 28 for as the father has life in himself so he has granted the son to have life in him and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is son of man son jesus the word who was in the beginning is going to be there at the end even at the judgment throne to bring judgment to the mankind and today we are talking about the power in the word of god and we talked about four things today we said god's word is so powerful because it is living and it is powerful so it will accomplish the purpose for which it is sent secondly we talked about god's word producing result as the seed which is sown in the ground germinates and shoots its tenders and comes out as a plant the same way god's word will bring result thirdly we talked about the immutability of god's word the unchanging nature of god and god's word finally we said god's word is eternal and it has an ability to give eternal life to you and me and god says let's close by reading again isaiah 55 10 and 11 for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what i please and it shall prosper in the thing for which i send it and this morning god is speaking to you and me that how much we need to love the word of god how much we need to read the word of god how much we need to meditate and spend time with the word of god and we need to inherit the word of god so once we start inheriting the word of god the blessings that god has given us the promises that god has given us they become ours they will they belong to us they will be part of our lives and god blesses those who obey his commandments once we start inheriting the word of god and start practicing the word of god you know that's what god expects us to do let's close our eyes this morning hope you are blessed by this teaching please write to pastor balan swaminathan at balan@hipm.org god bless you